Oh, yes, it's us. We're back. We have not died. This is Susan and Greg with Honey, You Should Watch This. And for this episode, Greg had me watch 2021's Ghostbusters Afterlife. And all I got to say is if you've been arrested after destroying the town, trying to chase down a class five full roaming vapor, who you going to call? A lawyer. You fucking call a lawyer, okay? You don't call anybody else. You don't say anything. You just ask to have a lawyer. If you learn nothing from this episode, I, that's it, okay? All right, I'm done. Rant over. Are, are you sure? So what do you call? Do you call like a, a property damage lawyer or a, um, a, a, I would a lawyer who, who specializes in spook specters and ghosts? <laughs> do you call maybe you, that's a side specialty. Uh, I would just say if probably you probably do, uh, committed a felony because of the damage. Uh, so maybe they're kids. She's like nine. Okay, well then maybe you call a juvenile defense attorney. I, I have no. I don't. I don't know. They never call lawyers in Stranger Things. <laughs> All right. Hey, how you Hi. doing? I'm okay. I haven't seen you in like two months. I know, two whole months. We live in the same house. Just never, never show the twain till meet. We have not been, sorry guys, you know, this was the year. We're like, okay, we are going to record regularly. And then what happens? Well, a lot has happened. So, um, too much stuff going on. Uh, we, won't, we won't bore you with it. Yeah. Someone lost their job. We're not going to say who. <laughs> it's me. And <laughs> all right, <laughs> we won't go into it, or, or maybe, maybe we, we will. will. Okay. Who knows? Oh uh, yeah. So anyway, um, it's been a little rough, uh, been a little busy, um, but we are back, and um, we hope you're glad we're back, and uh, we will uh, be talking about this movie. So Greg, what movie? Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, okay. You know the one you made me watch. Oh. Yeah, I made you watch it. <laughs> hey, maybe we should watch this. Yeah, that's fitting because he just died. <laughs> well, Ivan Raymond, yes, he yeah. died. Okay. But anyway. Okay. So uh, before we get uh, started, I want to share with uh, our listeners what you've been listening to, watching, doing anything specific as far as other entertainment goes. Uh, let's see. No, I haven't been doing much. Really? No, I've been some. Um, I don't know. What have I watched since we last did this? A lot of things, right? Uh, we watched. Uh, I watched some Miami Vice. Miami Vice again. Well, uh, you made me. You also made me watch the a uh, Peacemaker, right? Oh yeah, yeah. We, did, we, we did watched watch Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Yeah. Yes, and. and I didn't want to like it, but then again, yeah. I did it. Cause, yeah, because it's fucking good. Yeah, well, I I should never ever ever I guess question James Gunn, right? That it's he's gonna entertain good. you, but also make you get the feelsies at the same time. Do you know what I read today in reference to James Gunn? Do you what? know what Chris Pratt said about the Guardians of the Galaxy? No, he said it was a career killer. For him? Yes. 
Why? Before he did it. He said, oh. this is going to be a career killer. Oh, really? Yeah. That's strange. Yeah. Well, fucking talking raccoon, man. <laughs> I think talking raccoon's the best part of it. Yeah. The talking raccoon is the best I, part of Endgame. I get it. But the fact of the matter is, is that that shows you how good James Gunn is. So, Peacemaker, if you haven't watched it, watch it. It doesn't even matter if you like superheroes. This is a good, good <laughs> show. It is fun and hysterical. And dark. It, it, you know what? That's what I things I liked about it so much is it was funny and yet could get like super serious in a heartbeat. And the best, uh, and the best, uh, what do you thought theme theme song segment in the beginning of it was <laughs> like that dance is you, you can't, unbelievable. You, you do not fast forward to the credits. On no, that. you don't. You yeah. don't skip it. You don't play through. Yeah, you just I, let I it go. It. Uh, I I haven't watched anything like new since. I mean, we did watch a movie, but it's Mm -hmm. our next movie, so people will find out what that is at the end of the show. Yes, Um, the cat just sat on my notes. Um, My notes, not my notes. Um, Well, good because you don't have nuts. (laughs) You better not fucking have nuts. Uh, Or this will be, honey. I'm packing my shit up. (laughs) Yeah, I really we haven't really been watching. I guess I've been watching some some stuff. But nothing of note. That I'm interested in. <laughs> no, no. I did watch in the last couple of days. I watched Dietland, and uh, I kind of got into it, and then I found out that they didn't make a season two. They canceled it. And they what's, left it on a Dietland. Dietland is based on a book, um, and it's about and is it like is it like a, a vegan cookbook? No, no, no. It's um. It's it's a kind of a weird intrigue thing, but it centers around a uh, a character um, who everyone calls Plum, and she's overweight. In the beginning, she's trying to save to have um, some weight loss surgery, like a stomach staple or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's kind of living this life where, you know, she just goes through her day to day. She kind of hides behind other people. She's a ghost writer, um, like the Marvel character. A ghost writer, not writer. Oh, because um, I was actually interested for a second. <laughs> and uh, she kind of gets caught up in this. There's like a terrorist organization called Jennifer that is trying to take, you know, it's like it's the the Me Too movement, like on steroids and is murderous. Um, but she gets involved in it in some way. Um, but there's still a lot of questions unanswered. At the end of season one, and they never renewed it. So I guess I'm going to have to read the book. I mean, okay. <laughs> I mean, it's it was interesting. It was a, it was definitely something a little different. Was it as interesting as Peacemaker? Um, yeah, I would say so. Oh. Not as funny as Peacemaker. Yeah, okay. Okay. Now I got another cat sitting on my notes. Guys, get off the. You table. know how nice it's been not having to deal with them for the last <laughs> six weeks. <laughs> All right. They still wake us up in the morning. Like clockwork. Yeah, all right. Nobody <laughs> wants to hear about the cats anymore. Cats are old news. Excuse me, guys. Thank you. Oh, I'm sorry. Were, were you using that? Here. <laughs> Jeez. All right. So, why did you have me watch Ghostbusters Afterlife? Because I wanted to watch it. <laughs> yeah, but you'd already seen it. I had not. You were watching it before you had me watch it. You were at one point in the movie. I had not. When we played it. No. You, really? No, because it's because we watched it on Mike's uh, Voodoo. Oh, so he had watched he it. He already seen it. Got it. Times. So you just wanted me to watch it because you wanted well, to watch it. Well, we had picked Training Day. Mm-hmm. 
And um, that's what we said we were going to do. And don't worry, guys, I didn't forget. Um, but I could sense that you were not interested. And that's not necessarily that, no, true. You said, you said, I think, I mean, you kind of beat around the bush a little bit when you said, I don't want to fucking watch Training Day. I didn't say and, that. <laughs> and, uh, liar. Uh, I don't know. It's just you cut, you gave me that look like it wasn't a movie that you thought, it, which is fine. No, um, it's, it's, it's fine. I mean, there's a lot of other pop culture references that we've seen that relate to Training Day. So I, I, it is a movie I probably should see. Well, it's a movie worth watching at least once. Yeah. But, we had been we had been so busy with all the the life getting the way of life that it was just a situation where I was like, "Hey, do you want to watch this?" Because we had a spare two hours, and I hadn't bothered to look around for training day and blah blah blah, and we just put it on and watched it. And it was basically because I wanted to watch it more okay. more or less more or less. Um, I and I knew enough about it to know how I was going to feel about it. I think sort of, mm-hmm. but that's pretty much why I had you watch it. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to not want to watch a movie when everybody who sees it tells you how good it is. Okay. I, and this was pro this is a movie that I probably would not have picked on my own. So rightfully for you to pick it. You're welcome. Um, because of two things because well first of all i was like not sure how this was going to go down. I didn't know anything about this film prior to, I don't, I don't even think I watched the previews really like the, trailers for it there weren't really any previews yeah there really weren't and um plus covid what that's got nothing to do with it yeah it does covid backed this movie up for a year and a half oh okay but they didn't show much because they didn't know when they were going to release it got it okay i mean the covid thing was kind of a joke but since you're going to tell me it has nothing to do with it i'm going to prove you wrong Uh, okay you're welcome yeah he loves me so um so i mean we'll find (laughs) We got to verify that nuts comment, and then we'll <laughs> then we'll then we'll make a determination on that loving part. You're not no nice. Hey, to me. be I, careful. Love makes you do crazy things. Yeah, the one of the reasons I wouldn't really, I didn't think I really wanted is I just there's a lot of '80s nostalgia type movies that I just don't like, and I don't and I there's there there's one or two reasons why I don't like them. Right, one is. They're not. They're not really. They're, they're just using markers of '80s stuff. Like you know, when you go to like '80s nights at your sports team, and everybody's wearing day glow and stuff like that. That's not how my generation really dressed. I didn't. I don't remember. Day glow um, was more than um, our generation yeah well okay you're three Thank years you. younger than i am so oh my god you're right i wasn't alive in the 80s no you were alive in the 80s it's just like i know being part of the the older part of of gen x that it you know it's just like people put on these things thinking that that's how they dressed and it's just it's superficial representation of the 80s or it's a there's over reliance on the music and and things like that it, it doesn't I don't know. It just kind of turns you me did, off. You didn't dress like that. But movies and videos and commercials and video games and stuff, they dress like that. And that's where the nostalgia comes from because it yeah. was part of it was the marketing of the eighties. Yeah, I just I just We don't we don't remember the eighties for that stuff. We remember the eighties because we used to come home and watch our console TV with three channels on it <laughs> while we while we had a super bomb pop 
with our with our <laughs> with our buddy. That's that's what we remember. Yeah, days. But yeah. that is that is the marketing, and because that's the marketing, and what triggers that nostalgia feel for people right. that were not of part of the eighties. Right. When they see that, it's it's just that, and and you, I mean, of all people. Being in marketing, <laughs> should you 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 know exactly what they're going for there? You yeah, know? I do, but it's not necessarily true to anything. Like, let's take the wedding singer. Okay, they just shoved all the '80s references they could into that movie without thought of like when this took so place. Brilliant, right? Because, but it's but it's still it's not. You know, it's just it's just there for the reference and the joke. But but I'm not arguing. I'm not saying these things are good or bad. I'm just saying this is why I don't like it. Hey, or it's you know. <laughs> I had the Miami Vice wear. Yeah. I had the shoes. I had the clothes. Okay. It, yeah. So <laughs> I live that shit. Okay. It's ingrained in my blood. All right. I am. I had 80s. the little striped shirt with the hot pink and the zip and the Velcro See? buttons. Pink, but. Pink. But still, you know, um, but it wasn't like, I don't know. It was just not. Anyway, those There's are the a things, lot of things that, that I are don't. 80s nostalgia that not everybody relates yeah, to. Yeah. Like a big one is Mario. Like everybody, yep. like Mario. Mm-hmm. I did not like the Mario Brothers games because they took, they just took too long. Yep. So I didn't play those. I played other games. Mm-hmm. But Mario and Nintendo are, if you put it on anything, it's all, it's automatically 80s. Right. So. I see what you're saying. I just, but yeah, it's. I don't think that they're done. Some some of them are not done thoughtfully. That that's all I'm saying. So when you're when you're looking at something that was as big as it was in the '80s as Ghostbusters, I was a little hesitant going into it as to time and place and all that. And and so I, I'm, but I, I think they did a really good job with, um telling a new story that's based on the old story and linking those two things together and then sprinkling in the re- the Easter eggs and the references, but not trying to make it the same tone, I think, as Ghostbusters. So that's... Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So I, it was it was better than... Because I, I, I had no idea what I was going into, but I was bracing myself for that kind of well, so sloppy... So let me ask you this then: um, What did you expect? I told you, that's like just sloppy trying to recreate the Ghostbusters feel, which I don't think you're ever going to get that. Which is probably why the other Ghostbusters, the re- the other reboot with the ladies, didn't do as well because you're not going to get the same chemistry we, we as could, you did with the with the that original cast. We'll hit on that and the and the originality that you had. With that whole premise concept in the first place, that movie was not bad because they couldn't capture the Ghostbusters feel. It was that they, it, it just wasn't funny. Mm. They build it as a comedy, and and I've watched a good portion of it, and I give I don't care that they redid the cast with women. I could care less mm-hmm. if it's funny. I'll watch anybody, any color, any sex. I don't care. But as and these good, are funny women as in the good cast. As, yeah. as good as Melissa McCarthy and Kate McKinnon and Kristen Wiig and Leslie Jones are, yeah, it just it just wasn't funny. It didn't even look like it, it, well, yeah. You, that, and what you, what it looked like is what you got. Mm-hmm. You got a it was just a garbled mess. Now, I um I think Kate McKinnon steals the show in anything she's in. I think she's absolutely amazing. She I was, almost want to see her in that Tiger King thing. Right. <laughs> 
she was good in this, but it's she just she didn't have anything to work with, right. in my personal opinion. So right. I don't even. In fact, even the people, even the Ghostbusters people, do not acknowledge that as part of the the canon. Yeah, and it. it I mean, I guess uh, I can see why because it technically had nothing to do with Egon or Spangler or or, mm-hmm. or Venkman. Um, a lot of people bitched and moaned about it based on the whole. You're just saying that because of the women thing. So when they released the box set, they put a digital copy in there, but it's not it's not anything to do with sexism or anything. It's just it should it just wasn't good and it was not the original movie. But this movie, well, I think before we get not not to sure go right okay. ahead. No, but why don't I do the summary before we okay. get into the the rest of it before we you know so I can do my spoiler warning that works. first I need of a all. Drink. <laughs> right. Um. So um. As you if you've listened to the show before we do spoil so if you don't want to hear any further details you haven't ah! <laughs> you're so classy I, I give <laughs> no thank you um if you haven't seen the film and you want to go see it pause this and go watch it and come back otherwise you're going to get spoiled to death um and this is uh a if you've already heard me we swear sometimes, so not for little kitties' ears. So, anyway, let's talk about the, the story of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, this was released in 2021 um, by Columbia Pictures. And when Callie, a financially struggling mother, inherits a farm from her estranged father, she and her two children, Trevor and Phoebe, move to that new town. Um, the scientifically gifted Phoebe soon discovers that they have a connection to the original Ghostbusters and their secret legacy and the secret legacy their grandfather left behind, including the fact that the town is home of the occultist Evo Shandor's mine. Phoebe convinces her brother Trevor and his and Trevor's crest Lucky Domingo, and her brand new friend Podcast, along with her summer school teacher and a seismologist who is there to who's actually there to investigate strange happenings and seismic activity in the town Gary Gooberson um they can he she convinces them to um get to the bottom of her grandfather's work and save the world from Gozer the Gozerian so the release date for this was November 19th 2021 director is Jason Reitman it stars Carrie Coon, Finn Wolfhard, McKenna Grace, Annie Potts, Ernie Husband, Paul Rudd, and a few other surprise guests. I think the original release date was supposed to be October of 2019. Because I want to get it closer to Halloween. Yeah. I, I think so, yeah. So it got pushed almost two years. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. Okay. No, that's all right. Continue. All right. So what I was going to say about this movie is what you expected. Um I expected after everybody says it's true to the original, it's great, this and that and that and this. Um, I expected some more Ghostbusters. Okay. Okay. This was the most. Let me, how do I say this? I have never enjoyed a movie so much and been so disappointed at the end as I was with this movie. Really? Because this is a great movie, but it's not Ghostbusters. Oh, no. It's not because I think that's one of the things that that made me like it more than I thought I was going to because they were not trying to recreate the original Ghostbusters and they and I did not expect because I when I found out Paul Rudd was in it I was thinking okay this is just another group of adults but they made it about the children 
And I think you can't have that same kind of humor that was in the original Ghostbusters, that wry humor, the dry humor, the sarcasm, the, you know, the sarcasm that always comes with Bill Murray. Um, you can't have kids doing that, right? That's what I want. I want Ghostbusters. Then if go you, watch you, Ghostbusters. No, <laughs> no, no ab- ab- absolutely not. That's, don't tell me that it's Ghostbusters if it's not Ghostbusters. It should have been Stranger Things Afterlife is what it, is what it should have been. <laughs> Okay, again, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying the movie was bad, but I'm saying that when you take a franchise and you call it that franchise, that would be like you telling me Halloween Ends comes out this week, and when it gets here, Jason Voorhees is in it. It's, then it's, it's not Halloween. It's just... It's, it, I, it's see, I don't, just, I don't understand where you're going when I with watch, that. Ghostbusters is not an action movie that's funny. Ghostbusters is a comedy that has some action in it. That mm-hmm. movie is a, it's a pure comedy. With actually very little action, if you mm-hmm. get right down to it, if you take away in Ghostbusters, if you take away the uh, the the ballroom scene where they're in the in the hotel, and and you take away the end scene where they're on top of the building, there's no action in that movie. This movie was an action movie that they threw some one liners in, and even though, excuse me, some of the one liners were cute, mm-hmm. they were literally ripped from. Shows like Stranger Things or some other teen comedy, it was not, it wasn't what Ghostbusters was. Even Ghostbusters 2, that way it gets shit on. If you take out the very end where they're walking to the Statue of Liberty, you still have the same comedy and the same feel. That's what I want from Ghostbusters. If you're, okay. not, going, if you're not going to give me that, if you're not going to give me that, that's like telling me you're going to take me to a football game and when I show up, it's soccer. <laughs> Will I enjoy watching it? Yeah, probably, but it's not football. It's okay. soccer. All right, I can understand that. I I just felt like it's too much pressure to try to recapture that. Let's I mean, let's look at the I just want to I want to align this with another movie that came out um I think it was 2020 um which was the the sequel to Coming to America, right? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, because they were relying too much on the same rehashed jokes, kind of like a wink and the nod to the camera, like, hey, remember when you laughed at this? And not enough on the new storyline that they were trying to establish with characters that were actually kind of interesting. And that I, I, I don't, I think they managed to balance Ghostbusters Afterlife the same way. I think, was it still heavily peppered with like, hey, remember this? Do you get this reference? Well, there was, there you was know, fan but, service throughout the whole thing. I yeah. Mean, uh, and, and there's too many to remember. There's stuff everywhere in this movie. But I don't want the same jokes. Mm-hmm. I want the same feel. If you're, if All these people in Hollywood, and this is one of my pet peeves now, all these people in Hollywood call themselves writers, and they don't write. They, they legitimately don't write anything. Mm-hmm. Because... As good as it was, this story is the exact same story that we saw in Ghostbusters. Yeah. It's the, okay. I'll agree with that. To the to the opening scene where uh Egon is in the chair and the the demon dog throws its arms up out of the arms of the sofa and grabs him or right. the chair. It's 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 beat for beat the same fucking thing. And to me I understand throwing fan service back and forth and giving me a handful of things, but I, you you didn't write anything. You just took 
you took clone kids, in my opinion, from Stranger Things. You put them in a movie. You had a good story with great special effects and good acting, and and it was fun to watch. But you did. It's that's what I'm saying. I enjoyed it a lot, but I wanted Ghostbusters. Don't market Ghostbusters to me and then give me Smurfs. It just yeah, I just I it, just don't see how they they could have done that without it just being the old guys. Well, they right they, they couldn't. But the the point my, the point is, or you have the teens be older, like college age, you know. Well, make it a comedy. Yeah, make it a comedy. You can have a comedy with kids. We've watched lots of movies that have kids in them that are funny, and that that to me was the heart of Ghostbusters is that it was they're like oh it was so perfect and it was it was exact like and, and and it was this heartwarming but Ghostbusters wasn't it wasn't a heartwarming sh- no Ghost- it was Ghostbusters was based on the fact that they all just got fucking fired and needed a job <laughs> but I think that there was there's an essence to Ghostbusters that that is part of that 80s generation of movies and if you're going to bring the story forward, it may not play the same way in in 2022. Well, then stop making movies calling Ghostbusters. Just make an action movie. Okay, but I, mean, I just I kind of I, I understand. What I you're disagree. Saying. I I liked. I'm not saying this is the best movie ever, but I think I liked that they weren't trying to cre- recreate this. That that they were still trying to tell a story. Was it recycled? Yes. Um, was it recycled in a way that would have been cloyingly, I don't know. Stranger just, Things? Yeah. yeah no, well, they did have the actor from Stranger Things in there. <laughs> I mean, but, you didn't even go out and get different actors. You just got the same, hey, all you guys on that set, come on over to this set. We're just going to call it Ghostbusters <laughs> Stranger Things. We're going to call it Stranger Ghosts. Busted. <laughs> I did like the way that they styled the kids, though. The two grandchildren, they, they really made... Because if you look at the girl who played Phoebe, she that's not how she looks in real life. Oh, they styled no. her very, very well. They made her look really like Egon. Make her look like Egon. Yeah. And he has he had some Egon qualities to him as well. So, I, I, I don't have any issues with what they did in the movie. I mean, the little jokes that they had were cute. I mean, Paul Rudd, as always, was amazing. The mom was great. The kids were great. They 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 interacted well. It, they made them look and act and feel like it was a today's movie, yeah. and I'm okay with that. But it just all right. That's a, yeah. I think you're a little too attached, but that's fine. That's fine. If you ask I'm me not, top five movies yeah. ever, it would be very hard for me to keep Ghostbusters out. Really, okay. very hard. That's right. that's my attachment to Ghostbusters. I, it's hard to do top five movies because there's so many movies that, that make you feel differently depending on what day it is. Mm-hmm. But that movie, like that and Back to the Future and and probably Blazing Saddles and Caddyshack get written down immediately. They have to be knocked off the list right. by other movies. So that's how I feel about Ghostbusters. It was the it was the comedic timing. It was the 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 little bit of the character development you got. That was one thing that did not exist in this movie at all. There was zero character development. I'm, yeah. e- I'm Egon's granddaughter. I must be smart. Okay, let's go. I, is she smart? Okay, let's roll with it. It just. Yeah. Okay. I I can I can buy that. I think you know. Obviously, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna down on Paul Rudd because he's just. Well, you can't. It's against the law. <laughs> he's America's treasure. He was fucking killing um, me, showing him Cujo in science class. 
Yeah, it, that was funny. But I almost felt like there was, other than name draw, there was really no need for him to be in that movie. He that character. Down, he turned down doing, um, reprising Tommy in the Halloween movies to do this role. I think he was just smart not to go back to those Halloween movies, but well, that's probably, another but story. If you had if you had <laughs> to pick between that role that Anthony Michael Hall played and this role, which one would you take? Probably the Ghostbusters. Yeah, fucking right you would. Um, you know, but I mean that's how bad he wanted to play it. So I mean it's Paul Rudd. He 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 pulled it off and crushed it as usual. Yeah, but I don't I again, I think I don't think he was anything special to this movie. You shut your you shut not your not mouth. not Paul not Paul and of himself. Paul Rudd you know, is always we always love Paul. Movie. Paul is you know crap bag you know himself. Um, <laughs> but I I don't know. I just felt like that. It could have been played by. He a was there people. to deliver information and that w- and and recreate the whole gatekeeper keymaster thing, and that's it. That I mean, is it. He, it <laughs> that, I mean, yeah, yeah, that, that, that disappointed me. I mean, it was. Yeah. But. I, it was an entertaining movie, though. I, I'm not going to say I, it's, it wasn't. It's, in, it's incredibly, it's beautiful. It's, it's, uh, I say something's well directed. I don't fucking know if something's well directed. I don't know if it's well edited. It, it's, it's, it's easy to watch. Yeah. When I look at a movie, that's what I look at it. I'm not watching shaky cam. Uh, it's beautiful. The special effects are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the acting is is above average in this by everybody in it. There was not lots of times you can watch a movie and even a good movie and you're like, oh, they are they completely miscast that role or where did she learn to act? Kmart, you know, shit like that. There was none of that. None none of that in this movie. Hey, there are people that learned to act at Kmart. That was a part of the '80s. I'm surprised you don't remember it. <laughs> Miss, I'm more 80s than you are. No, I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that I, I, I got a, a way unscathed, I guess, from the things that people think the 80s were. But anyway, um, well, there's a lot of things that people think about the 90s that weren't necessarily what the 90s were. Yeah, that's they true. They think everybody walked around looking all goth. I, I mean, grunge, my friend, grunge. Excuse me, grunge. Yeah. Right, goth was 2000s grunge. I mean. Gr- gr- grunge stopped at Pearl Jam 10 and it never existed to me after that anyway. So um this I think that I think that what they did was an unabashed success. Mm-hmm. And if this had been Small Town USA was the name of the movie, I really wouldn't have anything bad to say about it. And I don't have anything bad to say about it. Period. What I'm saying is that it just as good as it was, I was disappointed because the disappointment is now knowing I'm never going to get another Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe that's a good thing because there's lots of times people do stuff where they ruin a good thing. Um, I can't say... Where, where they, but didn't they, they set up they for another one? They don't ruin a good thing. They, they, they just... They disenfranchise you from that franchise to the point that you're like, I don't give a fuck if another movie comes out. And we can go to Halloween Kills. Yeah, we right. got done with Halloween Kills, and we were like, "Jesus Christ!" <gasps> I guess we'll watch the next one. That's what we said. And yeah, that's, that's, I guess we'll have to because we're this far into it. And, but and I don't ha- want to. And Halloween is is our favorite. Well, I, I think it's both our favorite horror movies, maybe other than The Shining. 
Yeah, it's well, I think it's my favorite horror franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we as much as we love it, we got done, we walked out of the theater and we were like, What what, what, the hell? what what just happened? So you can you can do things in it trying to be too true to it, and I get that. I, I guess I was just I just wanted I wanted more of that feel. I would have been okay if you'd have given me that feel and that rhythm. I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I can't complain about anything in this movie at all. And yeah, I think they did leave it set up for for Winston to now set things back up and rebuild the Ghost Ghostbusters Empire in New York City. But mm-hmm. with uh, what's his nuts dead and Zool eradicated and trapped forever, what do you got now? I don't know. You're gonna, you might have. I don't know. They they might have to try to set up a something else. I don't they said, know. Uh, one of the fan theories that I read online was that um, who was the bad guy in the second one? Vigo. Vigo. They're gonna bring him back. So I mean. We we can't again right yeah. right that just stop, just stop right there. Just leave it at what you have right now. If you're gonna bring Vigo back, fuck off. Right. I'm a writer. You know what we should do? <laughs> Let's remake <laughs> Ghostbusters too. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I just I don't know. I. I feel like there's parts of it that I really could get behind and it was entertaining, but there were also parts of it like, okay, so they don't have Slimer. Now they have this Muncher character. I did not like that. It was just not entertaining. It wasn't, it was more annoying than anything else, that part to watch. So I didn't like that part where they have this Muncher character that spits out metal and, and, and all that. I guess I guess he was a means to an end. They had to have something happening that was going to cause the kids to get in trouble and get arrested so that she would call... She'd call Ray. She would call Ray. Right. I feel like they could have gone around that a little bit differently. Um, and it just been a... She finds his workshop. She knows something up. And she calls him and says, you know, Mr. Vinkman, I'm such and such and such... Or Mr stance i'm i'm racist right. race dance peter vinkman ray I, I we've got something crazy out here and if you've ever considered yourself a ghostbuster you need to hightail your ass out here and then maybe had more than just five minutes with them maybe they couldn't afford it maybe they didn't want to do it i don't know right i didn't like the whole i guess the one thing that did take me out of it that i didn't like what they did even, I, even though i just said i can't say anything negative we watched this about a month ago it was about In two month. weeks, it was, was it? It's, it's about a month. Oh, about really? Month. Yeah, it's been, it's been a while. So it's coming back to me. Was the whole Egon and Ray not talking thing? I find that hard to believe that in the first movie, in, in, in Ghostbusters, Egon was the end-all be-all for questions and scientific questions. What do you think about this? I think that this and this, ooh, that's a big Twinkie. You know, that whole, that whole right, thing, right, right. everybody's saying that stuff. And then... Ray or Egon says, we've got something crazy going on out here. And they're like, meh, fuck you. That's because that's basically what they did. They said, you don't know what you're talking about, to the point that he had to steal the equipment and leave them because he knew what was up. So I didn't I didn't care for that. Mm-hmm. I've had people tell me, oh, yeah, that shit happens all the time. All right. Well, I'm sorry for your luck. But. I, I, I feel bad that people have falling out with their friends like that, but I just don't see when they when they portray themselves the way that they portrayed themselves in that situation, that's a hard sell for me. Uh, some people are okay with it. I, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. That was just kind of 
that whole interweaving in that part was just kind of weird to me. Yeah, and I think the whole thing with them um, taking Ecto, excuse me, taking Ecto one and trying to chase this monster—not monster, ghost, vapor. Yeah, full roaming vapor, class five, full roaming vapor. Um, Bite your freaking head off down the, you know, out through the town while it was like munching on cars and stop signs and Lord knows what else, and. Basically, going to jail. Of course, it sets them up for the "Who you gonna call?" line, which was a, a little bit groanable. Um, yeah, they yeah. really worked hard to work that in. Yeah, that was not that was not well put. But but she calls him, and one of the things that kind of I'm like, why just say Gozer the Gozerian? That'll get him here real quick. They will know. Right? Oh, yeah, they will. And yeah. that she doesn't even mention that. So it does leap. But at, at some point, because I was thinking about that before we were recording. But then I'm like, okay, well, then it leaves up to the question as whether or not they're going to be there at the end. Right? Because okay. it made it a little bit more light and more trivial and, and whatnot. But had she just mentioned that name, that puts a lot of severity and I weight so. to that, the situation. Yeah, that, yeah, we're done. We're done. Hey, Ray, uh, Ray, we're done fucking around. Goes with the Gozerian. I'll see you in twenty minutes. <laughs> I mean, it's it's over at that point. Yeah. Uh, I think that they just needed that action sequence in the middle, and mm-hmm. I, I, that was what they came up with, and it was very well done. I, I mean, I. It's funny to me that she just shows up, and she. I know that he walked her through the fixing of the items and stuff, right? Um, but she didn't know. I mean, she knew everything. Everything else, it just. Well, he pointed her to the books and and all that, so yeah. she could read. Okay, like he pointed her to the things that he she needed to find, look, read, True. do whatever. Um, that whole ghostly presence, a little rough, I think, at some points. Like when he's knocking stuff off the chessboard and stuff like that, it was almost like, is this a malevolent spirit or is this Egon? You know, <laughs> I didn't know it was Egon for a little while. I was wondering what it was. I thought maybe just the house was possessed. Maybe that's why he had moved there. Mm. I didn't know if I didn't know it was his spirit. It's funny to me that his spirit was there. Right. Well, he had unfinished, had been... unfinished business. Yeah, but the dog killed him, right? He did. did he did kill him. But, you know, they say ghosts hang around because they have unfinished business. Yeah, they? Who's they? Um, People that are into the paranormal. Okay. Wackadoodles. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's a trope, too. I mean, it's a... I, 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 I get it. I get it's a trope. But, I mean, that, at that, you know, like, you feel like when the dog took him, it would have, that was the whole point, was to take the soul. Mm-hmm. Because that's obviously what's being trapped in the pit, right? Or souls. I That I don't know. Me either. I have no idea what those are. Demons. Mm. I, yeah. So I, I didn't... I didn't realize for a while that that was supposed to be Egon. I guess I didn't really realize it was Egon until she was sitting at the workbench and it was pointing, he was pointing the light at the different tools and what she needed to do. But even then, I mean, when you shine a light at something, you don't just go, Oh yeah, let me take, but it's okay. I, I, you know, that reminded me of this, um, uh, Iron Man. When she was at the bench working. Yeah. Cause you know how he's, He's got that. It was just, oh, uh, it, uh, yeah. it reminded you of um, when, oh, when Tony what? Stark was working with all of his yeah, little robots. Yeah, Iron, Iron Man 2. Yeah. That was Iron Man 2. Was what it was... Iron Man 2? No, it might have been one. I know what you're talking about. What yeah. 
when what's, he was trying to build the suit. Yeah. What's the name of the the, the system? I, um, Jarvis. Jarvis. There it yeah. is. Okay. So, but he had all the little. He had the little robots, robots that was helping, helping him. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Good. But enough. you know, and there was also I think, like I think it was just a subliminal advertisement for Pixar. <laughs> Come watch our new Pixar movie. We don't talk about it. Um, the other thing is, is, like you were talking about Stranger Things, like Ghostbusters meets Stranger Things. There was like a, a Goonies quality to this too, that kind of sprinkled in. Okay. Because podcasts, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll yeah. allow it. Yeah. <laughs> because because he was supposed to be Asian. Is that what you're saying? No, no. Just like you, you know, Fucking weird racist. weird nickname and kids trying to. Yeah. You go on an adventure and under in a mine, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Oh, that. That's a movie that's so fucking good. <laughs> love that movie. Um, love that. I love the slot machine too, unfortunately. Oh, the Goonie slot machine. Yeah. Yes, that's, that is your favorite. <laughs> you tend to do well on that one. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah, so I don't know. What do you where do you want to go from here? You want to talk Easter eggs? You want to Bad. talk? You want <laughs> <laughs> your commitment to this podcast always astounds me. Well, hey, you're welcome. I'm here for you. <laughs> um, I, the Easter eggs is hard to do. If you if you are interested in seeing the Easter eggs, there are so many that I can't even begin to tell you about them. You you probably best to just go online and get a get a list of yeah. chronological Easter eggs to see them because right. they throw them everywhere and there I, are I did, go ahead you could probably watch it ten times and if you didn't know where the Easter eggs were you wouldn't catch them all yeah and I I like the way they did I think they there were some that they try to hit you over the head with I yes. like the ones that they kind of sprinkle in that are just part of the set dressing and the situation like in the beginning when you've got Egon, um, you know, there's a, the, this, the movie is set up with Egon is at the mine and he's being chased by this vapor. You don't know it's Egon. You just, but you're, somebody's being chased in a truck, um, truck crashes. He runs toward the house and he's trying to capture whatever the entity is but with another trap. Um, it turns out it's the, one of the two dogs so he's got Zool I think in the in the yeah. trap and I the thought, other one I thought Zool was the the baddie the the ghost the beast well they're both beasts right the gatekeeper that they, they have I don't know what the other name of the, right, the, the thing okay. is but he's got one of them um and as he's in the house kind of preparing and trying to hide things you you see things like books stacked on top of each other um, like the books were stacked in the library. You see the little um, bits and pieces, like a little statue of the dog-type demon, whatever it was. Um, you're down in his lab. You see spores, mold, and fungus um, that you know he's collecting. So you see all those things, the baby Ruth that I think... Nestle Crunch. Oh, the Nestle Crunch. That's right, the Nestle Crunch that Ray gives him. Not Ray. Uh, that Peter... Peter gives him gives Egon when he. Do you know one of the things that I did not realize until and you you won't catch them all. Remember the beginning when they're first the first scene they're getting fired from the university and one of the guy walks out of the office pushing a little machine. That machine is in Egon's. 
lab. Oh, is it? Yes. <laughs> okay. It's stuff like that. Twinkie, yeah, and, Twinkie, those in the, little in the in the uh, glove compartment. The yeah. The toaster from the second one is in Egon's kitchen. It's just there's stuff everywhere everywhere yeah those are the ones i like because they're not hitting you over the head with them as much as some of the other things now the two things that they're kind of they repeated but then changed um and we already talked about muncher which was a little bit of a disappointment but you know slimer was i don't know well do you know what slimer was do you know the origin of slimer no acroid was one of the co-writers for Ghostbusters, John Belushi was supposed to be in Ghostbusters. Oh, okay. And he that died. I can see. He yeah. died, and Slimer was a tribute to John Belushi. Oh, because he ate everything. Yes, that's why he kind of looked the way he did. So that's why Slimer was a ghost, but he was not. He was a benevolent ghost, but he also wasn't a malignant ghost. He yeah. was like, you know, Bluto from Animal House Ghost. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? That type of situation. <laughs> I'm a zit. Yeah. So that's where Slimer came from. So okay. there's there was in uh there there's a lot of love there, but they didn't go that route with Muncher. They made him like this evil entity that Yeah. Literally, if he had been doing what he was doing, he'd have eaten that whole fucking town in two weeks. Yeah. But go ahead with Muncher. Muncher, okay. Well, I, I, I'm pretty. I think we're pretty done. One much done with Muncher, and then you've got that scene in the Walmart where Gary Gooberson is. Gary Gooberson. Gary. That's a fucking Gooberson. best name. They can come up it's with. a greatest name, and it's fun to say. And like Mississippi State. Like Mississippi State's fun to say. Uh, when he's in the Walmart and they, the spirits are kind of roaming free. Um, he's in the aisle, obviously, with the Stay Puft Marshmallows, and instead of, you know, the big Stay Puft Marshmallow men, you have these little, tiny, possessed marshmallows that are little baby Stay Puft Marshmallow men that are not only hell-bent on trying to bite Gary, um, but they are destroying each other. They're running each other through with toothpicks. They're making each other into s'mores. They're <laughs> blending each other in the blender. Like, And that was, I think that was done a little bit better as far as entertaining because there was the cute factor to it i know some people try to i know with the ghostbusters cartoon they tried to make slimer the slimer and the, the go in the yeah in, what was it ghostbusters they tried to make him like this the real ghostbusters familiar slimer yeah. slimer was yeah. their partner yeah, yeah their partner yeah. but I, I so one thing done right one thing was kind of eh, you know see i i like the marshmallows the marshmallows were them. funny I, th- I thought they were funny and they were cute uh, I also thought that it was completely taken out of context from what Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in the Ghostbusters was. And if you remember the line, it's you choose your choose form of, a traveler. Yeah, choose what your... did you do, Ray? I tried to think of the most harmless thing I could think of. Right. And 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 he was, you know, he's a fifty foot sailor. He's in New York. We get him laid. We got no problem. That 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 line. <laughs> yeah. So this this situation, this gozer. Because you're right, it wasn't Zool. Gozer was the bad yeah. guy. This Gozer and these Deem, they had no idea what Stay Puft Marshmallow Man was. They right. should have had no idea. So why, and why is the only thing that came alive in the grocery store the marshmallows? What, right. what about the Vienna sausages? What, <laughs> what about what about the buns? You know, what about, you know what I mean? It's, yeah. I, I, I understand why. And right. they were so well done. The, I love the fact that one of them was on the shelf and fell over. And when he got up, he had the little indentations from the round 
holes in yes. the shelf on him. You called out the part where they were playing in the grill and they were having so much fun and they had the one that they had on spit. They were cooking him and he had a smile on his face as he's burning. They're yeah. just having a, they were just, <laughs> just it, having fun. Yeah, it, and it they're was. marshmallows. They're not smart. And I understand why they did it. But also, again, it it wasn't. It wasn't really relative to the story, and you didn't. It, you, no, that you, was fan service. You, you didn't take it and use it the way it actually was, even though it was amazingly well done. It was. It was so. It was so funny. I also find it hard to believe that the dog was in Walmart eating. What was it eating? I don't know. Pop, was it fertilizer popcorn or, or fucking potting soil or something? Yeah, I, I don't it looked know. like it was like um, fertilizer. Or, hey, or... nobody, nobody <laughs> noticed that big fucking dog over there that looks like a horned. De- you know what I mean? I'm bringing this up at the next tenants meeting. Yeah, that looks looks just like what happened in in uh, New York City. Yeah, that. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, okay, you know, I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not angry about it, but they're like, oh, it's so true to the original. But again, you just. You you say all these people I think say it's true to the original because of the last fifteen minutes of the movie. Personally, that's what I think. Well, yeah, and they had no problem crossing streams, so <laughs> they actually didn't cross the streams in this one. Thought they did. No, I don't. I don't. I don't think they did. I think all four of them did. Five. No, they put the. They. I think they put the streams on. on I, yeah, turn it up, cat. Okay, it's been a little while, but I don't think they crossed the streams like they did in the first one. Okay, I think uh, we'll have, I'll have to go back and watch it. Apparently, I think it looked like it. They were twisting. Well, yeah, but they were on, they were all on him at the same time, holding him down. But I don't remember them saying cross the streams. But I, what the fuck do I know? That's what they did, had to do to defeat Gozer in the first one, isn't yeah, it? That's exactly the what they had to do yeah. in the first one. I mean, I'm sure they didn't do it in this one because this one was nothing like the first one. <laughs> So they would they would never cross the streams again. Well, I think because they said don't look in the trap in the in the first one. Don't and, look in the trap, right? I looked in the trap. Looked in the trap, but nothing happened. So crossing nothing. the streams, yeah. I think it was just a joke, and they did because they didn't know what the that was part of the beauty of the first one too. And they can never recreate that. Is you had this whole team of these scientists who've what did he say? Everybody has four mortgages on their house. Yeah. You didn't even bargain. It's at seventeen percent. Um, they had no idea what they were doing, and yet here we are. We're doing it. We're catching ghosts. Don't look at the trap. <laughs> I looked at the trap. So yeah, okay. Yeah, and I think there was a sense too in the in because in the first one you've got all these Second City actors and National Lampoon troop, you know, veterans and things like that, where there was a sense where they could all improv a lot well, of their lines, and I don't think you could do that with this one. One thing that I, I, I'm, I make fun of my buddy a lot because he calls himself a movie simpleton, and he is he he never complains about things in a movie. I don't mind watching movies that are stupid or don't have a a monster plot or or unbelievable dialogue, provided that they stay within the same plane of reference. I, I don't. I don't like. I mean, I don't want to see a 642 year old Navy pilot flying up an airplane again. That that's maybe maybe it'll be good. Maybe Top Gun two will be good. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But I have no problem watching a movie like Transformers. It doesn't. I will watch fucking robots fight all day long. I firmly believe that when you take a movie like Ghostbusters in 1984, because of the technology that they had then, that's the type of movie that they had to make. 
<clears throat> they could not make a movie like Ghostbusters Afterlife because they did not have the technology. So they were forced to write jokes and be funny and have a great story. And nowadays, they say, well, we can take the same story and we can just make it look better. Star Wars The Force Awakens is a great example. It is Star Wars A New Hope. Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan gets killed by Darth Vader. Uh, Kylo kills Han Solo. The, the Death Star is going to blow up. All that. Again. It, it's, it's, it's the exact same story, but it was a monster hit because it looked amazing. So they don't have to be creative or be... They don't have to go out and make these well-written, well-thought-out Philadelphia story-type movies where the dialogue keeps you moving, things like that. They just take this movie like, hey, we've got a good story We'll just bump up the way it looks. You know, it, it looked like a six. Now it's a ten, and that's what they do. And they did that in this movie with a lot of things: the ghosts, the the gear, uh, and they did it really, really well, really, really well. But I think that that's what drags you into it and makes it super exciting because they never would have been able to do those marshmallows like that in 1984. Oh heck no! You know, no, no, no. Um, the one. A thing about this film too because it's really you know you've got this story of Egon's daughter yeah um, who's angry to have to deal with all of this because she was estranged from her father didn't feel loved you know all that stuff that you know Peter Gunn does really well and so I think the conclusion of that, where she finally does get to be embraced by her father's ghost at the end, and there's some sense of, okay, this is why he left, and I understand now. Um, I think that was done. And I really think, you know, because at the end, obviously, they have the the whole four herald um, at the end. So I think that there's, I think it, it was overall, my sense walking away from it was, this was a nice fitting goodbye to Harold Ramis. Yeah. It was a tribute. Um, of course it definitely was. Definitely the tribute. And then of course they had, you know, this mixture of what looked like archival footage of him as Egon Spengler and maybe CGI as well kind of worked in to bring him back to life. I like the fact that they didn't make him say anything. I think that would have made it worse. You know, uh, the this, director of this was who? It wasn't Ivan Reitman. No, it was it was, um, it was J- just a Jason Reitman. It was it was Ivan's yeah, son. It's Ivan's son now. Jason Ivan Reitman. Reitman directed Ghostbusters. Yes. Okay, and Harold Ramis wrote Ghostbusters. Co-wrote it. Yes. Co-wrote it. Um, so, Jason Reitman said several years ago, I think it was 2006, that he didn't want to do a Ghostbusters movie. That his Ghostbusters movie would be a very boring movie because it would basically be people sitting around on screen talking about ghosts. It's <laughs> basically what he said. He said he said I can't I can't do that. I guess he worked on a script, wrote a script, showed it to his dad. His dad loved it. Um, he said that they had his quote was that was actually Harold Ramis in the movie. Okay. And they asked him how, and he says, I'm not going to tell you how. So whether he's bullshitting mm-hmm. or they had some special process or they were able to take some type of footage and overlay it, I, I don't yeah. know. But he he's saying that that was not straight, pure CGI, which I don't think the guy has a reason to lie about it. Right. I also would have to say 
Maybe it was really Harold Remus's ghost. It was. He unfinished business. He need. They needed a. Now decent... would he get paid scale for that? No. Would he need a, a new a card? Okay. He's a veteran. Yeah. <laughs> he's a straight up veteran actor. Um, uh, plus, he's a director and a writer, so that as a multiplication factor of like times four. Um, but uh, I I would struggle to say that CGI because it was so clean. It was. I know that they can yeah. do a lot with computers, but it there's always that when they make a person with a CGI mm-hmm. with a computer, you're like, eh, something wrong there. Uh, it this, was. This it wasn't as it. uncanny valley as yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I, but it was definitely moving. It was definitely moving to see. You know, and and maybe after this, we could probably take a break and come back in and talk about the trivia of it I all. I guess. Um, <laughs> but uh, to see him there and see him with the rest of the Ghostbusters um, all standing together. And I think they did the the reactions of the the live actors very, very well with that as well. So it was it was good i mean there were good things about it there were bad things about this movie but overall yeah you know it wasn't it wasn't you know dave made a maze my my reference to the him looking weird mm-hmm. is uh uh carrie fisher in rise of skywalker yeah that did. even though you knew that that was actual shots of her mm-hmm. you were like it doesn't it's, it doesn't look right it this should they never seem to get it right and i don't know what it is because it had like her human, speak too they should, they should yeah human factor yeah but um yeah the, i i thought I mean, technically, this movie is perfect as far as when I say the effects and the shots and the things like that. You can't – it's 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 a gorgeous movie to watch. It's absolutely incredible. The guy probably should have won, you know, Cinematographer of the Week or something because it was really well done. It's not going to get that award because it actually made money in the theaters, so the Oscars aren't going to give it any any credit. But I'm not going to be at the same argument with you as far as Oscars are concerned. So oh, why? Why you like the Oscars? I I'm not not necessarily that, but I think sometimes it shines lights on movies that people normally probably would not go see. Mm. To give so that them makes it the best movie of the year. No, it's just they're good movies. Some are good movies. I'm not saying some aren't good movies, but I am saying that just because a movie makes a lot of money doesn't mean it's not best best picture. And if if there's if if you what was it? Uh, you look at the movies that were there this year. None of them were were successes. None of them. You can't tell me that the Ex- best the, the the best movie of the year made no money. The best movie of the year was Coda. I think it won best picture. Yeah. And I don't even know won, what, don't even know what it's about. Uh, CODA stands for child of deaf adult. Okay. But this is a, but a CODA is also a musical term too. Yes, so it it's, it's basically about a, a girl that feels, um, she's the only hearing member of her family. So she's always kind of helping her deaf, um, mother, father and brother, um, kind of navigate through life. But, she has a passion for singing and it kind of precludes her family from that passion. And it's, it's, oh. so it's Mr. Holland's opus. I don't know. I've never seen Mr. Holland's opus, I'm kidding. but you, you know, I'm not, so I'm it's, not saying that code is not good. I'm saying that the, the Oscars, I, I feel that the Oscars are, they're so closed off to today. Like it was very easy back in the fifties to give an Alfred Hitchcock movie, 
Best Picture because that's what cinema was. Mm-hmm. Now cinema, aka also known as the movies, do include action movies and comedies and things like that. Just because it's not what you watched in the fifties doesn't mean it can't be Best Picture. Most Best Picture movies, most Best Picture movies that I've watched have been good movies. I'm I'm not saying that at all. There are some that I've watched that I have literally wanted to tear my fucking eyes out in the middle of, and I turned them off like uh, the piano. Hard pass. You're welcome. Okay. Your rant over? Is your rant over? I I had my rant in the beginning. It was over. Oh. <laughs> I thought this was our rant episode. <laughs> rant or rant? I mean, column A, column B. All right. You know, I'd really appreciate it if you'd give me notes beforehand. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm, I, don't, <laughs> I to do. don't have a laptop anymore, so it's very hard for me to do this. I got a laptop right there. Okay. Anywho, um, you want to take a break and then we can come back and talk a little trivia and box office? Okay. Sounds good. Did you miss us? Because we missed us. <laughs> what? I did. Okay. I missed us. I missed us. She I broke up this. me. She broke up me up with me three times on break, guys. <laughs> She's like, You're a butthead. I am I am not. I love you. She's like, I love you. But you're a butthead. <laughs> <laughs> so we've established he's a butthead. Well, I mean, duh. <laughs> we also uh, took a look deeper into our notes um, and re- realized that we, the other name of the dog creature demon thing was Vince Clortho and Zool. So Zool was the one he captured. Vince Clortho was the one who killed him. Right. And, and it makes sense because that's why there is no Dana, only Zool. There's no Dana, only Zool. There's no mom, only Zool. Okay. So let's talk a little bit of trivia here. Most um, notably, um, the end of this movie where the Ghostbusters are reunited with their the ghost of Egon um, speaks to a forty-year uh, rift. Was a forty twenty-year rift between Ramus and uh, I think Ghostbusters or Groundhog Day was Groundhog mid nineties, right? Mid nineties. So, yeah, they um, twenty years it was a twenty-year rift between Murray and Ramus. Right, because um, he died in fourteen, two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Uh, so, Ramus uh, was basically not happy with Murray's behavior on the set. Um, he was going, Murray was going through a divorce, I believe at that time. So he, he was not at all acting. Um, he was, t- he's actually taking, acting well. He was taking a lot out on Ramus as far as going, uh, talking about creative differences on the film that he would just be totally shitty toward yeah. Ramus. And one day Ramus grabbed Murray by the shirt collar and threw him against the wall. And that was it. They hadn't. They really didn't talk after that. Um, when Ramus was in the later stages of his illness, um, they say that Murray showed up at his house at seven a.m. with a box of donuts and a police escort, and to, it, it, intending to make it up to him. At that point, Ramus wasn't couldn't really speak. Um, he lost most of his ability to speak. So it was Murray. What did he pass of? I I believe wasn't it cancer? Was it throat cancer? I don't know. Let's find out. Keep talking. But uh, so that was 
that was pretty much it. So I think when you have that ending in the movie and you see how Murray interacts with the representation of Ramus, it's that's also pretty much true to life. You'd spoke before about the, the Dan Aykroyd crying and all that, but you could kind of see it in Yeah, Murray. Dan Aykroyd crying yeah. at the end wasn't acting, apparently. Yeah. And the line where uh, Murray, Bill Murray says, I thought you'd show up yeah. was in reference to... Um, uh, was in reference to the whole, you know, blah blah blah. We issues. What what in the world? Why? All right, yeah, keep going. So that that's well, that's that's all I have to say on on that. I think it was, um, you know, kind of touching. Murray looked rough though, didn't he? He's old. Yeah, they all are, but <laughs> yeah, uh, Ernie Hudson looked great. <laughs> well. You know what they say. Yeah, what they say. He uh, inflammatory vasculitis complications of inflammatory vasculitis. Ooh. What is that? I that does not sound good. But your vascular system would be your 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 veins, right? Yeah. Huh. Okay. So mm-hmm. keep going. Um. No. I. You, well, you have um. You have some trivia too. Do you not? Yep. Inflammatory vasculitis. <laughs> Um, I do love inflammation of the blood vessels. The inflammation can cause the walls of the blood vessels to thicken, which reduces the width of the passageway through the vessel. If blood flow is restricted, it can result in organ and tissue damage. There are many types of vasculators, and most of them are rare. Hmm. Uh, that fucking sucks. Yeah. All right. Um, Egon was my favorite Ghostbuster. Oh, uh, uh, Peter, all day long. Of for course. Me. <laughs> I. I I loved Egon because he was so sweet. E- Egon was he was a sweetheart. And and he he had the he had your sense of humor. Egon <laughs> has your sense of humor. Should I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. That would be th- those are things that you do when he would say things like that. Um what was the one line he goes um uh somebody go do something he goes don't don't touch that. You know, like it's <laughs> literally can blow up the world, and he's like, "Don't touch that." Uh, Peter, to me, because it's Bill Murray. Uh, it's Bill Murray, right? You know, uh, the lot. What I just saw there was their their fallout uh, was related to uh, issues that he had in his personal life that he was just being a, a real butthole. But um, Murray also has a history of doing that on certain movies. He 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 went into character mode for What About Bob, and I don't think him and Richard Dreyfuss speak to this day. I think they actually, I think that, that stalemate was actually broken too, but I would have to look that up. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, I didn't, uh, understand the whole, where, how did the car get the modifications that it came, that where where it came from? Yeah. That comes from the real Ghostbusters. The cartoon series. Oh, okay. And it was actually in the cartoon. Winston was the one who designed all that stuff, which is why they showed him so disappointed in the state of Ecto One. Okay. They made they made a point of showing that, which is why he got it and brought it back. I didn't realize that. Um, so wow. That was, so they went deep. They did. That's pretty they, cool. They did. Well, I mean. They, you could look up every meeting and all the trivia, or not all the trivia, every 
like you know nod and mm-hmm. and head bob and whatnot and in all the egg uh, the eggplants that you could find in this movie eggplants yeah I, 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 the word has escaped me <laughs> on the penises you could find in this movie egg, easter eggs easter eggs <laughs> well eggplant easter eggs i had look half the a, bunny left uh, a lot of eggplants on the yard see if you, you know, can find them <laughs> that's why you like egon the most because he would immediately go to dicks from from eggplants yeah uh you can look them all up there's just so many little things that they throw in there that that have to do with different things they make the correction for the revelations uh verse yeah because he quotes quotes the wrong verse in ghostbusters um like i said before there's a twinkie in the glove compartment of ecto-1 um it just it goes it goes deep and they and they have a lot to pull from i mean there's so many different things you can pull from they give a head nod to um Podcast when he comes out of the car at the end, he's covered in the marshmallow yep. goop, just like it's because the marsh, yeah, yeah, they all so. Um, one of the best Easter eggs I think that is in there is not related to Ghostbusters at all, but related to Ivan Reitman. Okay, uh, when Podcast and Phoebe start to make friends and they're walking through the town and they walk by the movie theater. Oh, yeah, yeah, one of the movies that's on the marquee is Cannibal Girls, which is a 1973 movie that was directed by Ivan Reitman. It starred Eugene Levy and I think some of the other second, some other second city ones. I think Andrea, um, oh, I can't think of her name right now. Um, I just, I just had it on the top of my head and just, but you know, Oh, I, you know, you know. I know it's penis. Penises. No. <laughs> That's, that's what his penis is. I can never think of her name. Um, but she was in Second City too. It wasn't it wasn't Maureen O'Hare, it was Andrea mm, Kramer. Not Kramer. I can't think of her name. But anyway. Andre Brower? No. <laughs> Enough. Penises. It'll come no. It'll come back to me. They also have that playing on the marquee in Ghostbusters too. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that until tonight. I, oh, okay. Yeah. So it was a kind of a Ghostbusters a, reference. Wouldn't you know well, that? It's, it's a it's a it's a it's a dual reference type thing. I mean, throwing right. it to Ivan Reitman, but also they they redid it again, uh, which is which is fine with me. Which uh, very cool. Um, the trivia that Andrea I, Martin. I said Andrea Martin. <laughs> Did you? No, I said Andrea Kramer. <laughs> um, there's there's so many uh, things that are when you like uh, the information that I found. It was like a lot of technical stuff and about people's. Um, people's uh you know uh golly it must be getting late auditions oh okay they did not have people audition with the script they kept this super hush hush Hmm. um in fact the two girls that were in it they had to read a section of ivan reitman's daughter's book such and such growing up uh with a ghostbuster dad or something like that Oh, that wasn't Ivan Reitman. That was Harold Ramis's book, right? Daughters, was it? Sure, why not? Okay, Who, right. whoever wrote it. I, yeah. I, I, it's a lot of names, and I can't even remember the proper word for for yeah. Easter plants. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so they they kept this like super hush. Like people really didn't even know. They kind of knew what they were auditioning for, but they didn't know. Like, if you didn't get the role, you had no idea what was happening in this movie. Uh, it was filmed mostly in Canada. Actually, it's filmed all in Canada, in Alberta, some of it in Calgary. And they uh, the, the Walmart 
they actually put an American flag on the front to make people think that it was in mm-hmm. America, United States. But there's two giveaways. If you look at the scene where they shoot back, mm-hmm. there's a uh, it's an auto repair chain mm-hmm. that don't exist in the United States. And there's a place where they have um, the Tim Horton mini donuts oh. on the shelf in the Walmart. Oh, wow. So it kind of gives it away. Huh. Okay. Was it a Canadian tire? <laughs> no. Do you want to know what it is? It's like a Mr. Biggie's or... Oh, okay. Mr. It's a Jimmy... It's a Jimmy John's or... Jimmy John's. I don't know. Did they have Hostess potato chips in the background? I don't know. Ketchup flavored Hostess potato chips. Well, that's the only kind they sell in Canada. No, they have other flavors, but that's just the best kind. <laughs> They they are, they are pretty damn good. Uh, I don't know. It'd probably take me. It'd probably take me a second to uh, to to find it here. Um, go ahead, honey. Talk for a minute. No, that's that's fine. I think um, that that was all the the real trivia that I had. I mean, other than you know the the piece that we found because you were like, why is he getting Baskin Robbins in a Walmart? When you when he was in looking at the the well, freezer section, he wasn't just getting it. I mean, they straight up focused on it for like oh, 40, I mean, it was an entire case, forty five minutes. Yeah, and you're like, why, why? I had time to drive and get Baskin Robbins, come back and eat it before the scene was over. <laughs> but then we found out that was a reference to Ant Man. So yeah, because he worked at Ant Man. Yeah. Uh, I can't I can't find it. Um, if, if you go to IMDb, it's one of the ones there. It, okay, it, it can I'll, take a while. To find here. All right. Um, but, you know. Anyway. Yeah. So do we have any, if we're done with trivia, do you want to do, do box office? Do you want to go into our segment of I have questions? Uh, we can do whatever. All right. So I have questions for those of you who may not have listened to this podcast is where we have um, obviously questions um, either after the film, like, wait a minute, what? Or it kind of took us out of the actual um, the film for a second as far as suspending our disbelief. Um, so my, I, I think my question, I think, and this was, I think on a lot of people's mind when they saw this, I was like, who was Egon's wife? Right. Because everybody would, would have expected it to be Janine, but it was, they made it clear that they were in touch and she straight- managed his, his business for him. But, Straight up didn't address it. Yeah. That you you never see a picture of, of the mom yeah. of uh Carrie Coon right. and any woman in this at yeah. all. Um just that he left and blah blah blah. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. Uh, there's no way They Disneyfied it. They just killed off the mom and we don't know why. There's no way <laughs> that oh we know why. No. There's Annie killed her. Annie Potts killed her. Annie Potts She's killed her. Jealous. <laughs> there's a there's a movie there's a movie coming out um, uh, next month called Ghostbuster Kills. Ghostbusters Kills. <laughs> and uh, she flips out and kills her with that fucking medallion that Egon gave her. So it's, it's a prequel. Um, now see there, I, I don't even. I'm not even a writer. I, mm-hmm. I just I now I just came up with a movie. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, I think that they have left that mm-hmm. because there is no doubt in my mind that they are setting this up for six more movies. No. Uh, they they're going to they are going to crank these fucking things out left and right with this cast and 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 they 
They've got it set back up in New York City again. Mm-hmm. Winston's fully funding it with all of his money that he's made because I guess he's a, a Jeff Bezos slash Steve Jobs. Yeah, slash... we don't even know what he does. He's like, he, yeah. What's, what's his a, business? He's an investment guy. Oh, okay. Remember? So... Because he said he took what money he had and he invested it and then he moved it here and then okay. and now he's... He, they, remember they said that some big actor or some big money mogul had bought up that whole area of town? Oh, okay. And it ends up being him? It was him. Okay. Yeah. All so, right. So... Uh, they they're they're gonna crank out movie after fucking movie with this. You watch right, and I think my other question was like, while we were watching the film, when they put her in that summer school situation, right? I guess it was supposed to be like a, just a, an advanced science program, but he was doing nothing with it, or was it just summer school? Because I would there there were two things that bothered me about it, right? Because she's super smart, so I'm like, there's no way she needs to go to school in the summer. Right, that that wouldn't be a thing for her. But if this was supposed to be an advanced science class, and all he was doing was making them watch horror movies, you think the students would get upset because they'd want to be learning? Uh, so that whole that whole part of the story kind of had me like, well, what is this? <laughs> as someone except who, a plot conveyance, I <laughs> as someone who never went to summer school. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have to say it. I roll. No, I, I did a lot of voluntary summer school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also did some mandatory summer school. Uh, I'm wondering if the premise was, and I can't remember if they addressed it. I want to say they said something about it, but because she had transferred in, mm-hmm. I don't know if she needed the credits because things changed. But also I think there's a, premise there's a part of that that could be i just need a babysitter maybe or so just you can need go to school. her to make friends and yeah. socialize maybe you need to go awkward. make friends or and and it is a science class so maybe you'll enjoy it you'll learn something i don't think that that i don't think that that was a mandatory class okay by any stretch of imagination but yeah it was I, just I'll, it was yeah. just a weird setup for me but anyway it wasn't weird that he yeah. was showing cujo what well, was the other movie he showed uh chucky that's right. Chucky. Um, or Child's Play. Sorry. It's a fucking doll. <laughs> Child's so Play. So my yes. last one is we have um, we have two post-credit scenes. One mid-credit, one post-credit. Um, and the post-credit was um, showing that um, the Ernie Hudson character had bought the old firehouse. Winston Zeddemore. Um, and he, he took back ecto one to get it fixed but it also showed that the containment unit was still on so are we meant to believe that the because there's a follow-up question no matter what you say to this but are we meant to believe that it was on the entire time yes okay so it was on the entire time how the hell did gozer get out of it because didn't they contain her at the end of the last one no they did not catch oh. gozer they blew her back through the portal remember eh, okay they blew her and vince clortho and zool because remember they had to break they had oh, to break yeah. apart the chocolate dogs right, that, right, that, right. The um, chocolate dogs. that Rick Moranis and Sigourney Yum. Weaver were in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With um, marshmallow on top. Yeah. Mm. Um because right. they captured her at the end of this one. They captured they Gozer did. in the trap. Okay. Right? So my guess is Isn't that they what they did next and they captured Gozer. They kept yeah. they captured them all in the field. Yeah, the containment field. So remember they had that system set up in Ghostbusters too as well. Yeah. Oh, I didn't I haven't really seen the the whole of Ghostbusters too. I think I just kinda 
trailed off somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I, I got bored. I when can't, made a sandwich. I, I can't give people shit. Ooh, what was on the sandwich? I don't remember. <laughs> I can't. I can't remember that movie like Ghostbusters. Like I've probably seen Ghostbusters a couple hundred times. Mm-hmm. I know that that's pathetic, but uh, in that summer. Back then, we didn't have a lot of movies or cable, and we had actual VHS copy of it from cable from mm-hmm. friends of ours. And I watched it like every day, and I've watched it how many times since we've been together? Even I haven't watched two that many times because I I don't really mind two until I get to the lady of the 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 Statue of Liberty. Liberty, and I'm like, God damn, guys, talk about fucking train wreck going off the rails. Um, they they are using it because then when they start out. Of two, when they start out at two, they've had this prolific run coming off of one, but now they're basically like clowns at birthday parties, remember? Yeah, right. And then they get back into it, and they have the containment system. So apparently, they they want you to believe it's on, but they also want you to believe at this point that something is going wrong. Okay. So, Got it. Guess what, kids? You're moving from Nebraska. Okay. So that's all I had for, for I Have Questions. Did you have questions? Kind of, but I already brought them up. Okay. How come the Vienna sausages didn't, you know, <laughs> come to life? Come to Why life? weren't there dancing Snickers? Yeah. Um, I mean, because I'll I'll wreck that shit. <laughs> I think they missed out on a great opportunity to have the chocolate and the graham crackers come to life as well. Oh, Even though there was a point where they were making graham crackers gra- or s'mores out of themselves, do you remember yeah, that? That, that was, was awesome. Oh, that yeah, was really funny. That was really awesome. And um, so. The dog, why did the dog walk through the front door at the Walmart, not smash anything? He just opened up the door and walked in. Well, you know, in. they had the opening doors. You know, oh, the Jedi mind the, tricks? Just, yeah. I got you. Stepped on the thing. He's, well, he, he had weighed enough to, to activate the door. I find it hard to believe that that car was in perfect running shape. Hmm. The Ecto-1? Yeah. Well, there was a loose spark plug or something, right? Yeah, there was a loose wire that just happened to... That the ghost... Well, it was the a ghost. Touch. It was... That was Egon. Oh, was that what it was? Is that what they wanted you to believe? Yeah, that oh, Egon okay. was the one who. So he was there the every car. time they had to start it up. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's we have questions. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's little mind it's, shit. We hit, yeah. Nothing really. I mean, nothing really. I, I I don't think that they left too many. I mean, it's a movie about ghosts busting for Christ's sake. It's if, both you busting know, ghosts. It's not Gone Girl. <laughs> so um, usually. Um, when it's an older movie, I will do a segment called What's Eating Ebert, and we talk about um, Ebert's rating and his um, take on the movie at the question. Um, there was a, a critic, uh, Christy Lemire, who wrote a um, review on Ebert, RogerEbert.com, and she gave it one whole star. Wow. Yeah. She did not. She thought that the references were heavy handed. She kind of said she felt like um, Captain America. Um, I understood that reference, you know, <laughs> through the whole thing. Oh. And she felt like, um, much like you said, that some of the characters weren't, like, weren't as built up as you could build them up to be. Um and nostalgia. Now, when you look at Rotten Tomatoes, the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes is 63%, but the audience score would be 94. Exactly. Exactly what I'd expect. Yeah. I'm not going to get back into it. That's my problem with like the Oscars and critics. 
they 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 this they're saying this movie is total garbage. It's not total garbage. Although sixty three percent is certified fresh, <laughs> or it's oh, I'm sorry, it's a tomato. It's a tomato. It's not a splat. You know, there's a certified yeah. fresh. There's no way. There's no way that you should be able to watch this movie and give it a sixty three. I'm sorry. There's no way. Yes, there wasn't a lot of character development. Does that ruin the movie? Hmm. I'm asking you. Does that does I that don't... ruin the movie? No, it doesn't ruin okay. the movie, but I don't know. The movie didn't have enough character development for me. I don't like it. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> One star out of how many? Two? I think it's a four. a four. I think he. I think Roger Ebert is four stars. I thought Ebert was thumbs up, thumbs down. No, that was that was Siskel and Ebert. Yeah. I think like RogerEbert.com, I think is is I want I want to say it's a four star rating system. Jesus Christ, so 25%? Yeah. I'm going to go with her husband didn't put out. Oh. She was angry no. and sad and sore. That's not even remotely nice. Anyway. <laughs> All right. Critics, critics consensus on Rotten Tomatoes. Ghostbuster Afterlife crosses the streams between franchise reli- revival and exercise in nostalgia. And this time around, the Bustin' mostly feels good. I, I there think we go. That, yeah. I think that sums it up perfectly. I think it's a little better than sixty-three. I'd give it like an eighty, a seventy-five, or an eighty. I would. So, I would simply, probably uh, err on the side of of giving it like a, a a C, which would be a seventy. Yeah. Simply because they didn't really do anything wrong in the movie. It just wasn't Ghostbusters. That's yeah. It, it wasn't. And, and that's how it they're could have been this. better. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Could have been worse. Yeah. It could have been a lot worse. Could have been yeah. a lot, lot worse. So. Okay. All right. Now we don't. Did this actually get into theaters? Oh yeah. Okay. So do we have box office yeah. on it? Made twenty seven dollars. Twenty seven whole no. dollars. One hundred twenty nine million. And a free popcorn. Right. That's what. Yeah. That's what a popcorn costs. One hundred twenty nine million three hundred sixty thousand five hundred seventy five dollars on a seventy five million dollar budget. It made forty four million opening weekend. So, um, um, I think. Does this deserve a PG thirteen rating? Oh, I guess because she when she rips him in half. Yeah, which we didn't even get to. Like you see, um, Evo Shandor is in this glass kind of Snow White coffin, and when Gozer finally comes through the portal, he reanimates, and when he starts talking, we're like, "Holy, that's J.K. Simmons!" Yeah. And we're thinking like, okay, what is going to happen here and now? And all of a sudden, and he says like one line and gets ripped in half by Gozer. I'm here to serve you. Good. Rip. Later. (laughs) And the rip is not like just like torso and and legs. It's like right down the middle, man. (laughs) That's that's a rough way to die. Woo. Yeah, it um it it was a success. It made two hundred million worldwide. So yeah, and nothing wrong with that. Okay. Um, I do feel that the mon- the monetary value was hurt because of COVID because it made, like I said, 129 million here. It made 15 million in the United Kingdom. It would have made more than that if you were allowed to go to the theater. But they were only one person per theater at the time. So now, when you look up box office, now does it does it talk about streaming? No income. No, because no. that's not box office. Hmm. Streaming streaming income is is like what they used to consider uh, DVD sales or VHS sales. Okay. So box home box office box I use box office mojo it does not take a uh, 
streaming into consideration. Okay. All right. Which reflects on a lot of movies like Dune. Dune was a, was a dual release, so obviously it didn't make as much money yeah. as you thought it you should You know have. that that was up for Best Picture as well, right? Yeah, and we yeah. knew it wasn't going to win because it was good. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I mean, but it's almost like it's almost like the token movie. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Dune had a lot of special effects. Here you go. I mean, they gave a best movie moment in like history to a scene from Zack Snyder's uh, Justice League. Now, I like Zack Snyder's Justice League, but if we're going to start talking about best movies in moment history, we're not talking about that fucking movie. Nope. It's almost like it's just, eh, throw them a bone. Yeah. Let them have some of the cake. <laughs> Have a donut hole. You have one of those Tim Horton mini donuts. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So top three moments you found in this film. What were your top three? Uh, Number three would be Paul Rudd showing the horror movies in the class. I just thought it was hysterical because it wasn't like he was just showing them. You know, I mean, like it would have been hysterical to have had not hysterical. It probably would have been heavy handed, but to show Ghostbusters. Or right. to show, uh, you know, poltergeist. Yes, yeah, no, not even. <laughs> uh, poltergeist would have been pretty damn funny, but he's showing him child's play, and and Cujo, um, which I've never seen. I'm going to watch because you won't watch it with me. I want to see it, but um, I I heard it's a it, it like child's play was a rough watch when it came out. It was violent. Hey, you guys are how old? Ten. Yeah, Child's Play. All right, child, you're going to love this movie. It's got a doll in it. And it, in unison, he's in there on looking, working on his charts on the earthquakes, and in unison, you hear, it's a fucking doll! No. <laughs> uh, my second favorite moment of the movie was when Dan Aykroyd says, it really found its voice on episode 46. Oh, repeating. When he repeats the line yeah, what to podcast. podcast. Just because I didn't expect that. Yeah. I just thought it was very, very funny. And, I mean, of course, my favorite moment is going to be the scene where they're all fighting the Ghostbusters. They're all fighting the ghosts yeah. together. Not because of anything other than the dialogue between the three Winston of them. Yeah. and Ray and Peter. And the whole thing, like, you knew that the are you a god is coming, and the fact that he had to hesitate before he answered that, you think he would have learned the first time. That's what yeah. That's what I'm talking Ray. about. Yeah, they could have, <laughs> are you a god? He turns around and looks back. And, you know, it, it was the lines like, I didn't need the Ghostbusters saying them. I just needed these types of lines. By the authority invested in me and... He went on for like 30 seconds about yeah. the different people. I mean, where did that, sh- that that's what I w- wanted more of. And Paul Rudd is the guy that can deliver those lines. Right, but and then he, he turned into a dog for most of the movie. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, he was trying to get laid and <laughs> now he's a dog and he only had sex when he was a dog and shit just went downhill for that poor guy. Uh, the the it was and it was very it was very touching to see what they did with Harold Ramis and mm-hmm. the way they put it together and the the daughter's realization I it was it was really well done yeah that scene was really good yeah I was extremely impressed with the way the sky looked hmm. in that scene it was it was like you were at a planetarium but you were outside it was really weird but it was just a very cool visual effect to me yeah okay. And that's it. All right, we'll see you next week. Oh, wait a minute. (laughs) 
Oh, did you want to go? I did want to go. All right, you can go. Okay. I did like the little Stay Puffs. As, I, I mean, of course. Uh, because, I mean, even if they did make sense that they would be possessed, but, oh, you know. They, I have I have questions when you're done. Okay. Go ahead. But it was just cute. I mean, it was uh, it it was my favorite kind of like cute, but that it was dark because you know they're impaling each other and they're they just were like, sick and twisted, but they had oh smiles my on their faces. God, that, but they were having a hell of a time. Um, so that was it. I like the little uh, little touches of Egon that I kind of mentioned before that the 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 molds, spores, and fungus, and you know just the little things around that house. Um, and I don't think this movie had enough Annie Potts in it either. Um, cause she just shows up, you know, delivers some exposition and then goes. And I don't, I don't yeah. think that she was interested. I don't, cause she doesn't do anything anymore. No, she does young Sheldon. Oh, she's on young Sheldon. Yeah. She's so been she on TV. So she doesn't do anything anymore. <laughs> no, she's been on, she's done a lot of TV. Oh, maybe her, maybe yeah. her filming schedule didn't. Maybe. I, I, don't, know. I don't know. Okay. I think. I mean, good they, enough. But. Um, yeah, there wasn't enough of that, and and at the end when you know when they are dedicating it to Harold Ramis, it was that was just a nice yeah, nice touch. Nice. It was done. It was done well. Okay, so this this movie was PG thirteen. Yeah, and it didn't need to be PG thirteen. Um, because it is because of the body, right? The the um uh the ripping in half. They get yeah. the guy getting ripped out. That that's definitely because if you see blood, it's 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 a PG. Actually, if I think if you see blood, it's rated R. Anyway, that's where the PG thirteen came from because there wasn't any, there wasn't any f bombs. Not really, no. So they made this movie like it's a family movie, like it's a Ghostbusters, but yep. yet then they put that in there, which gives it the PG thirteen rating. Right. And why would you? Why would you make your main marketing tool? Because if you remember the first real scene you saw from this, not shots of the barn and stuff. The first real action videos that you saw on the commercials were the mini marshmallows. Okay. So why would you do that and then put a scene in it that makes it PG-13 so that people don't bring their kids? Because if you take that out of that, this is a good kids movie. And you make more money. I think people bring their kids anyway. How many people really pay attention to those ratings? I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. But it, there's, I, I, think more, I think more than you think. Mm-hmm. It's PG thirteen. It's I mean, it's, if you take them to a PG, even the animated films are PG now. For God's sakes, mm-hmm. or for for I just don't know why you would go because that was, I mean, it wasn't like, you know, uh, Night of the Living Dead brutal, but it was. We were both like, whoa, hey, whoa, yeah, what, wow. <laughs> so I I why would you make something cute and fluffy like that as your main marketing tool and then say, well, let's put this scene in here. You can kill him in other ways. Right. She could just touch him and he could just blow up or dissolve or something. I was, I don't, hmm. that's me. I don't know. Don't know. Yeah, none of us do. Okay. So, um, I guess your Would questions. you watch this movie again? Yeah, I, I think I'd watch it again. Would you recommend this movie to other people? Yeah, I might, depending on the person. Yeah, I might. I might. I might. Depending on the person, but I, I, in general, I think that this is a decent watch. I would watch it again. I feel like maybe if I watched it again, I might. I don't know if I can enjoy it more because I, I enjoyed it. Maybe, maybe there's less of a disappointment factor at the end. Yeah. Because now I know what I'm, now what I'm know what I'm getting, kind of like an anchorman effect. Right. Right. Um. Okay. All right. 
All right. All right. So this is the last podcast we're doing. What? Tonight. This tonight? is the last podcast we're doing tonight. <laughs> um. Uh. Uh. Go ahead. All right. So. Um, oh, wait a minute. You've got a question for me. Yeah. Uh, what are we doing for dinner tomorrow night? Um. I. I what fe- do you want to have me watch? You know, you don't need to bother to answer that question. <laughs> it's just a joke. I know. Um. Even though we've already watched it. <laughs> we've already watched it, so it's no surprise to you that we are going to talk about, is it Scream 4? 5. Scream 5. It's the new just Scream. call it Scream the, 2022. The 2022 Scream. Um, yeah, so we are, when we're talking about reboots, um, we're moving on to another one, and it is Scream. Is that a reboot? Is that what they called that? I don't know if it's a reboot. It's... I. Uh, it's a sequel. I'm, it is a sequel. I'm not I saying think. that to be a smartass. I just because I guess it's well. I guess when you when you call something and they do it, they did it with Halloween too. So I don't know what they call it. Like you're calling it Scream, 2022, but it really should be Scream Five. Technically, yeah, it should. Okay, be. everybody, if you're if you're googling it, you got to Google Scream Five. Um, and if and, you want, before the next episode, you can watch this on Paramount for free now. Paramount ooh. Plus has it for free, so. Uh, if you have access to Paramount Plus, if you don't, uh, text me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> text him. Um, and that's it. Yeah, that's it. So um, thank you for listening. And uh, if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out on our Instagram, um, which is at Honey Watch This. Um, it's probably the most active we are um, on social. Um, and if you want to look at our um episodes um and see what kind of movies that we've done in the past um you can go to um honey you should watch this com to see the list of our episodes um and don't forget to follow us uh like and subscribe on any of your major podcast platforms and if you would like to leave us a review on apple podcast um and rate us and we would like that too so uh greg you want to talk about your other gig your yeah, more if frequent like, gig than this one if you'd like to join the other 22 people that listen to my other podcast <laughs> um that's <laughs> top five for fighting we are available the same place that you are listening to us right now it's about two guys that talk a lot about they talk a lot, just period. Yeah, we talk about a lot about a lot of the different stuff. Uh, if you do like movies, we just had a, our third anniversary show, episode 141. Woo! Um, we had two guys on that know, dear God, everything about movies from uh, another podcast called The Dead City Drive-In. If you like horror movies or uh, genre movies, that's a great podcast to listen to. They know a lot of stuff about a lot of stuff. Um, but... Um, you can listen to us there. We we had a we had a whole we had a two and a half hour three hour session of just all we talked to was movies. So it was it was pretty fun. Uh, but you can listen to that. We do all kind of stuff. All yeah, kind of fun stuff. That's that's cool. So um, make sure you listen to our next next episode. Um, one thing I did forget at the beginning of this episode is I did have a corrections department from our Encanto episode, which was we did Encanto. We did Encanto. Months ago, I don't think we're supposed to talk about that. <laughs> no, we're not supposed to talk about Bruno. Oh, I thought um, we but my, Jada. Okay. I knew. <laughs> don't talk about Jada's hair either. Um, I just think she looked like badass. But um, one of the things that I kept saying was when I was talking about the nominated song, Oscar song, which I still am not going to pronounce it correctly. The but about the two 
two caterpillars. Okay. Okay. Two caterpillars. I kept saying dos Ortegas, which is like, I must've wanted two tacos. Um, (laughs) that whole time I, I would, I did not pronounce it the entire time it correctly. I kept saying Ortegas. So, oops. What is it? don't have a computer in front of me so i can't tell you oh that's so what's my it's not two tacos it's not two tacos no it's it was not two, taco tuesday it, it was not taco tuesday the song it translated into english is two two caterpillars so um but i could not i didn't have my computer died on me while i was talking and i could not reference the name so i gotcha. i slighted so i apologize I just for looked that it up. One. it's pronounced dos caterpillars dos caterpillars <laughs> Cat- bye everybody bye <laughs>